Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Worman. Today we're going to again put the Royals in the back seat with their as their terrible start continues. Should be in the trunk. Oof. And uh, on top of the car. We'll we'll eventually get to the um, NFL draft and a little bit about the NBA playoffs, but we'll start today's uh, episode with probably the big news of the week that's been inevitable seemingly for months uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers finally being traded from Green Bay to the Jets for kind of a swap of picks. Yeah. And, and I guess basically two second rounds and then sort of some rearrangement of some other picks. But yeah, what what do you think of the of the trade? And uh um who who do you think will come is ahead as of now and what would you predict to be who will win in the future though of this trade? I think it's one of those things where I don't know who's winning right now because it's it's in in some ways it's so quarterback dependent in terms of how they play and it really it's not as much how well Rodgers plays but it's how well Jordan Love plays I think in Green Bay yeah because I think you know kind of probably Rodgers is at least gonna be okay oh um I guess there's possibility of like a Russell Wilson situation uh there since he does have Russell Wilson's Wilson's old head coach as his offensive coordinator uh but he also had that at uh, um Nathaniel Hackett uh, in Green Bay, he was his drinking uh, golfing buddy. Uh, so he's the offensive coordinator now in in in, uh, in in the jet for the Jets. But yeah, I I get I I don't think the Jets gave away all that much, but they might not get a lot. Uh, I guess Rogers. Yeah. So like I think they ended up swapping first rounders. Uh, there's a second round next year, right? And then a potential other second round that could turn into a first round. Second round this year. And then okay. the second round next year could become a first if Rogers plays at least 65% of the Jets. Yeah. This so he probably, that probably will happen unless he gets hurt. So like it's a first okay. and a second yeah. and like some it's kind swaps. of just a hedge against he just, if, in case Rogers decides to just like be like, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore and just leave. It could be too. I mean that's but, yeah. yeah. It was like it's not like didn't like Wilson and the what was what did Wilson go to the Broncos for? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, how much did he get paid there? Um, no, I don't know. No, how much? Um, or what was the capital swap? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Um, so the Broncos received. Well, there are lots of players involved. Um, so the Broncos got uh, Wilson in a fourth round pick. And they gave away Rulock, Noah Fant, defensive end Shelby Harris, plus two first-round picks, 2022-2023, two second-round picks, 2022-2023, and a fifth-round pick. So they got they gave away a lot more for Russell Wilson mm-hmm. than um, the Jets gave for Rodgers. But I guess you think Rodgers probably is a two-year max. Well, that, that's what's remaining on his contract. Yeah. Um, also. Whereas I guess Wilson was a few years younger. And you think mm. that um, it seems like that they didn't give up a whole lot. I think the Chiefs gave up more for Alex Smith, maybe, or as much for Alex Smith as the um, Jets did for Rodgers. So I, I don't think the Jets gave up a lot, but it's one of those things where did they get the right quarterback since mm-hmm. I think Lamar's they- out there? It seemed like the Jets, you know, weren't far away from having a contending team, at least anyway, or at least being interesting. I don't know mm-hmm. if 
if you even think that they're necessarily going to like be really competitive in the AFC, because the AFC is pretty stacked. Uh, but they, but it seemed like the thing that was really lacking for them was that the quarterback position. They've got decent running backs. They've got a decent defense. They've got decent wide receivers even too. It's just kind of the only thing that really isn't there is a quarterback. And they've, now they've got somebody that is, you know, proven commodity that actually can play. It seems yeah. like they should be happy with it, but you know, they're giving up a lot in how much, you know, cap room they have left because they're going to have to take on a large portion of the salary, at least anyway, that they didn't have before Rogers gets here. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Green Bay still has to eat a lot of the dead cap from, from the pick from the, um, Mm -hmm. you know, from the, from the actual like salary uh, arrangements. I think it counts for some, a lot of their, um, you know, on the books at least anyway for Green Bay, but, they don't necessarily have to pay it out, I don't think. But uh Yeah, I yeah, I so am it's a, I, I, I think there are a lot of ways be. that both teams could win. It seems like both teams could could do really well out of this, or they could both not do well at all from this. This is one of like the really, you know, like the ceiling and the floor are very far apart on this trade. Yeah, I, I think it's impossible to tell yeah. because really also you don't need love to be great because he's in the nfc and the nfc quarterback situation really got weaker probably yeah because brady retired and now rogers is left and it's like i don't know i guess matthew stafford will be healthier than last year but he's probably the second best or best quarterback if you depending what depending on how you think jalen hurts um his last season was was he yeah. was that was that really indicative of what he will be or is that just like one good year when he was on like a super stacked team and now that he has to get fifty million dollars a year is he going to be the same guy we might talk a little bit about this when we talk about um, the draft uh, given you know he was a quarterback at Alabama uh, and at least for a while then he went to Oklahoma also a very stacked teams mm-hmm. and then um, Bryce Young. Um, this this past year versus the year before when he had a much better I think maybe a better team on for Alabama last year and he was able to the stats were better this year uh, in 2021 than they were in 2022 so but yeah I don't there's no so like if love is like decent like that might be enough because you can think well maybe even with the court even with the cap hit of the dead cap space that Rogers has it's not gonna be 50 million dollars they could get right. more players around him um around love to like shore up the roster in other ways yeah i guess technically they moved up two spots in the first round and they have some more draft capital as mm-hmm. well so it's yeah if i i think if and then like 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 you said in the afc there's so many good quarterbacks and you could say well maybe even if rogers is good they're still at best, maybe the second best team in the division because right. they have the Bills, and you could say, well, maybe Miami, if Tua stays healthy, is just as good. I, I, I think just, the- I was just trying to pull up the the standings just, just to see where they where they finished in the AFC itself to see like if they if there's really that much potential for them to move up that far. And I, I'm not sure. Yeah, they they finished last in the division, seven and ten last season yeah they actually finished behind um the pack behind, i mean behind, the, the yeah, patriots behind the bats yeah 
So, so I mean, even if they even if they win three more games, they'd still be second in the division and uh, not in the playoffs. Yeah, potentially not in the playoffs. I guess you could say they had abysmal, abysmal quarterback play. Yeah, mostly when Zach Wilson uh, was there. Uh, so maybe, although I, I, if you heard that Zach Wilson is still going to compete as if it's his job to win. Yeah. He's going to make uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, uh, life uh, hell because he's going to uh, be such a good uh, uh, competitor. Uh-huh. You think that's going to see Rodgers uh, like being like rattled by something like that, though? <laughs> you think so? Or like so disgusted by um, Wilson that it alienates other people on the team. Yeah, because like, he never really blends in very well with like, uh, with you know, Rogers is not is not a team friendly guy most more or less. Yeah. It seemed like yeah, he's he's very aloof and very especially now very full of himself, uh, because he thinks he's the smartest guy. Yeah, in the room and he tends to find rooms where he is the smartest guy, which means that those rooms are not very smart. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, he's got some familiarity there. Like he's got some pe- personnel and players that he's a somewhat, you know, at least, at least know how to handle them to some extent that may, you know, help the situation a bit. I think what is a um, wide receiver Lazard. Mm-hmm. Was already moved out there, right? And uh, Nicole Hardman is out there mm. in the Chiefs. So, yeah. um, Garrett Wilson was good last year, uh, rookie of the year, I think. Or, um, and then Brees Hall, if, if he get, if he is healthy from his uh, knee injury, that's they've mm-hmm. got they've got some really good players on offense, the skill positions, but yeah. I mean, I like that he has two Iowa State players that are on mm-hmm. offense there to help him out, at least with Brees Hall and, and uh, Alan Lazard. Yes, Iowa State guys, yeah. They they So maybe if, we'll the, Jets, maybe if the Jets draft a tight end uh, or something like that, they could be really uh, – like I guess there's no – it was an Iowa tight end. I was thinking there's an Iowa State tight end. Sorry. It was an you know, it was an Iowa tight end, which is uh-huh. one of the top prospects. Because uh, uh, Kittle went to Iowa, I guess. There's some there's – some, Hawkinson, I think, went to Iowa. So there's been some good Iowa tight ends. Yeah, but, uh, Charlie Kohler, I guess, has been okay. He hasn't played enough to really. He's in Baltimore, though, right? So yeah, he was the guy that I hope. I kind of hope the Chiefs had tried to figure out how to get him onto the uh, uh into, into the draft last year because Kohler, watching him in college, I think he looked very similar to uh, um to Travis Kelsey, and that that would be a nice potential replacement for for Kelsey down the road. Did you know that Charlie Kohler was born and raised in Norman, Oklahoma? Didn't I didn't know that. But he went to Iowa State. Yeah. I wonder. I guess Oklahoma didn't really look at him. He says he signed to Iowa State despite a late recruiting push from Oklahoma State. So hmm. he was going to the Air Force. He was a basketball teammate of Trey Young. Really? In high school. <laughs> And they both went to Norman North High School. Hmm. Um, Norman North sounds like a, a person. It does. 
Yeah. So, so what would you say right now? Both Green Bay and the Jets are thinking very highly of themselves for this for this trade. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe the um the Bears too also feel like they have won because they don't have to deal <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers owning them anymore. Is that yeah, and I guess you could say that for the rest of the division as well. They have uh yeah their best quarterback is gone, and you could I would say at least maybe all three of the teams left, um, other than the Packers might say, Well, we had the best quarterback in the division. If you say we have Kirk Cousins because he's been the most consistent, uh, we have Jared Goff, maybe who had the most success last year, or then we have Justin Fields, uh, who is seen as the most promising by far mm. of those quarterbacks. I'd say more, he's, I think, just about universally viewed with having even more upside than than um, Jordan Love, right? I, at least at this point, I think, I think so, there would yeah. be there would be there if if Love was really seen as highly, uh, there would be a little bit more buzz around him kind of like when the chiefs um picked up when the chiefs got rid of uh alex smith and sent him to uh traded him to uh washington there was a lot of buzz like coming out of camp like how good mahomes was and like he made those big highlight plays in the preseason and stuff whereas i don't think we've had any of that from jordan love so um but maybe i guess all you need from love is consistency yeah and not being a complete dick to his teammates, and maybe that's enough. Yeah, I think the the NFC North is very up for grabs, and so like, mm. if, um, which this is, might have been a question that you were trying to um uh, imply uh, toward me. Which of the which do the Jets or the Packers have a better shot at making the playoffs next year? I think the. Oof, I guess man. I guess division winning the division I guess could be a corollary. Yeah, uh, to that too. Well, I don't. I don't think that uh, the Jets really have a chance to win the division. I don't think is because I mean, unless something happens to Josh Allen, right? Yeah, I guess you could say. Well, I mean, Allen had that elbow issue. Yeah, maybe similar to what Chris Bubich. <laughs> we talked yeah. about Bubich. Did we talk about Bubich's uh, uh, Tommy John surgery last last I week? I don't. We don't think we knew quite yet. Okay, so I guess you that's know. we can wait for the Royals because uh, we. Yeah. I think we had both. We had when we were talking about him. That's like the big Royals news, I guess, is that they're terrible and Chris Bubich is going to get Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, it's like he, Allen did hurt his elbow, but he played the rest of the year. Right. But it wasn't, didn't seem like he had the same arm strength the rest of the season after that. Yeah. Injury. And I think the Bills have lost, lost some of the defensive players. And I think that was the last, last year was the last year that I think they got Allen at a cheap salary so like yeah so maybe but that, that at worst that they, puts still, the they still won 13 games last season though yeah. so it's not like you know, they're you know gonna drop four or five games more than they you know dropped last year so and they had a couple fluky losses you could say when they lost to um the vikings in that kind of crazy fashion yeah and they lost they lost at at Miami as well, uh, but the end of the season, I guess you could also say, well, they didn't get they didn't get a chance to win, um, against the Bengals. Maybe they would have beaten the Bengals and been the number one overall seed. Uh, although it seems like from the way the Bengals are playing at the end of the year and the way the Bills are playing at the end of the year, the, and the and the way that game was going, the the Bengals were going to win that game. Um, so maybe you could say the Bills are due for a little slump, but 
you could also say the Jets overachieved mm-hmm. last year because they they had a good defense, but like you know, defense. Yeah. I bet their defense will not be as good this year as it was last year. Because I, mean, I think I think the Jets will probably you know move up in their standings. I think they'll probably end up with the. I would guess above 500 record, but I don't think that they're really probably likely to win the division. I think it's pretty unlikely for them to win the division. Um, but I don't, I don't think the Packers have as much competition in their division. So I think they would have, they would have probably still the better chance to win the division, but I still, I don't think they will either. That's my, that'd be yeah. my guess at least now. So do you think, in, so, uh, uh, so neither will, you think neither will win the division. Do either of them go to the playoffs as a wild card? Who has a better shot? I would think um, I would think the Packers probably have a better shot because the NFC isn't as strong as the AFC. So I mean, even if the Jets move up a couple of rungs on the ladder in the AFC, they're still like blocked by so many teams that are really putting a lot of effort into you know being up there, right? So um, there are just so many so many good teams in the AFC. It's what makes it really difficult to like really you know crack that top seven i guess right yeah so the um they haven't given the dates and things like that yet i don't think have they for the schedule uh but the schedule is out so let so the um packers it looks like they play the afc west so they play the chiefs mm-hmm. and it looks like they also play the NFC South as their uh, NFC um, in, uh, intra-conference uh, division uh, series. So they play against the the AFC West and the NFC South. And then they also play the Steelers as their interleague uh, 17th game um, versus the Jets. It looks like the Jets are playing the AFC, the NFC East so that's a tough, tougher. Tough. Yeah, it's a tough. So I guess the AFC West is pretty tough. You can say with the Chiefs and the Chargers, and the NFC East with. Roughly equivalent. Uh, I I would say for sure it's it's the toughest of the NFC divisions. Mm-hmm. And then they also play. Um, the AFC West. So in common, yeah. So they have common AFC West, and then and so so the Packers play the NFC South. And the uh, Jets play the NFC East, and I, I guess then too, like the you know the Jets would have the fourth place schedule because they finished fourth in their division. It looks like the Jets are playing Atlanta so they, as their. Um, you know, they don't. You get a slightly easier schedule, right? If you're fourth place, fourth place versus even third place, I think. Yeah, because you play the teams that finished fourth in the. So they would play the fourth place team. So they play the Browns and the Texans as their fourth place mm-hmm. opponents, and the um, it looks like as the third place opponents, it's the Rams and Giants for the uh, Packers, which actually could be tough because the Rams are probably going to be a lot better with Stafford semi healthy, mm-hmm. and the Giants were a playoff team. Um, right. So yeah, I think they both have fairly tough schedules. Uh, although the like you said the NFC is not as competitive as um, so I, I I would guess my guess is that the actually it's the Packers might have the best chance to win the division mm-hmm. because it seemed like the, the the Vikings it 
were clearly like a paper tiger. And the Lions are the Lions. You can't you can't really count on them to they they had all those guys that were suspended for betting. Did you see that? Yeah. Jameson Williams and, and people like that. It's so like they have, you know, that scandal. Uh so I think I, I would say the Packers also have a better shot at making the playoffs slightly, mainly because I think they have a better shot winning the division. And so they're yeah. automatically like even if the division sucks, if they happen to be the best of that weak division, I don't think there's a way that you could say the NFC the AFC um East is gonna have four crappy teams and then yeah. the Jets will be the cream of those. So that's yeah, I you might say, yeah, I, I this is a hard this is a hard, uh, like you said, a hard uh, trade to predict and see how those teams are going to be. But I don't see either of them really being right. Like, I think the Jets moved into the top 10 for Super Bowl odds, but I don't see the Jets as winning the Super Bowl because being a real Aaron contender. Rod- yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, has, you know, he's been the number one seed many times and he's only gotten to one Super Bowl as a right. player. So he's not like a, a playoff quarterback that, that carries, you know, somebody on their back like, Patrick Mahomes or, you know, or, you know, even Matthew Stafford, you know, it's, it's, right. Yeah. Stafford has as many quarter, as role appearances and wins as Rogers does. Yep. Yeah. Not impressive. Really. Uh, Yeah. I, so, uh, speaking of not impressive, we want to talk about the Royals a little bit. (laughs) Nice segue. We can, we, can, we can go back to uh, we can go back to well maybe talk to the NBA a little bit then go, go back to football which yeah. we kind of hinted at the draft uh, already but the Royals they are are they still winning tonight uh, they are ahead two to one as of right now top of the fifth okay so they could potentially be six and eighteen that's their best that's the best case scenario they have they yeah. they have after tonight. It could also be five and nineteen, which yeah. is really bad. It's, it is worse than than uh, you know the other the alternatives. So yeah, yeah, six and eighteen. You actually, well, they have a, it's really terrible. They still they have a two fifty winning percentage percentage, but uh, yeah, so they'd be on pace to win like forty games, which is you know would be moving up since we spoke last time because I think they were on pace to win only in the in the in the mid thirties. Yeah, they're four and fourteen. Last week when we when we aired another five, so if they were six and eighteen, they'd be two and four. So that's uh, really they're winning one. They'd be winning one out of every three games. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's that's it's a it's a rough 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 start, and it seems like it got worse when um, Chris Bubich perhaps blew his elbow out, or at least messed it up enough to require season-ending uh, UCL Tommy John surgery. Any comments on that yeah it's really unfortunate for him because he had probably his best start maybe his best start of his career two weeks ago and then you know only one more start and then he's basically out for an entire season that's that's what's really unfortunate uh, you know to hear stories like that anyways i mean it, it's probably a lost year anyway so it's i mean if you're gonna miss a season it seems like this is gonna be the one to take off uh, yeah, because it is not going well. Uh, so Maybe do I, do I, do you, I don't know anything about the potential draft. Is is there like a a Bryce Harper type of pick 
available. So like if the Royals really tanked it, they get the number one draft. I don't pick. think they should do that anyway because it takes so long for a number one pick to actually make it to the majors anyway that uh, you you don't really expect them to do much. And then the Royals' history of like getting first round draft picks to actually like make it to the majors isn't great in any way. So it seems like tanking for a purpose is uh to me a, just a terrible idea i don't i don't want them to do that it doesn't seem to actually like get them any advantage because they don't do well with player development so it's it doesn't even unless the guy is a guaranteed you know sure thing type player it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to do anything with it so like they should just try to actually you know at least be a fun team and and you know, get some hits, and they're actually getting some hits right now. They just uh, scored one run anyway, so they're Ooh, three uh, to one, three to one. At the top so of I, think, I think I think only one pencil- out, two on. So I think we can pencil them at six and eighteen. Let's let's be confident. And uh... <laughs> they're only no, twelve. No, we should do that, Mike. <laughs> I think the the loss should always be penciled in, and we can be surprised when we can turn it into a. And mark later, right? Okay, so let's just say five eighteen and pending. Hopefully, yes. this broadcast will be done before the Royals game is done. Although it's not the quick uh, pace of modern baseball versus the very languid uh, pace of modern morning track power hour, uh, it might be uh, might be a close call. But we'll try to get it done in closer to an hour this week, I think, than uh, previous weeks. But yeah, I it's not looking good. Yeah, I guess you could say the Royals have a number of potential guys. Well, you could say, well, maybe Boomch is out. You can try to at least see what you have. Maybe you can find a player that you might not otherwise find. Uh, since there's, you know, I guess the only bright spot really has been Aroldis Chapman. But although he uh, did not pitch well yesterday. Oh, uh, yesterday. He, he, I didn't... he took the loss yesterday and uh, uh, he got kind of rattled uh in with uh an umpire you know did one of the uh you know wasn't ready at the right time uh mm. you know pitch clock sort of violations but it was really strange how they, they called it against him yesterday and it seemed like it rattled him they scored a run and, and then they called one against the batter in the same inning later seemingly as almost like a makeup for you know having to, done it done it to chapman earlier in the in, in the in that inning yeah uh, uh the inning could have gotten has, a lot worse yeah i guess he still has a point uh, just a 1.0 era through nine games yeah that so, was the the first run was, he allowed on the season so he's still uh, weighed the Davis royals um just picked line. up one more run on a uh fran Mil reyes sack fly it was a four to one in the top of the fifth okay so maybe you know looking better possibly six and 18 we're looking at let's hope if it, I would say going to five or nineteen, not only is worse after for this game, not only would be worse on like the, the scorecard, but also probably psychologically worse because they had a lead and now they're going to give it up and drop even further, uh, yeah. rather than rather than just have kind of a solid game where they're winning. Um, so I will say in this in this most recent week, they have started to lose games by less <laughs> deficits. Uh, so maybe that should be encouraging. They're losing games closer and not getting just blown out. The end of last week, they were just getting blown out all the time. But at, at like the time of our last episode, yeah. So they're 
maybe not getting blown out by quite as many runs, but yeah, it's been it's just been pretty ugly. Yeah, they've lost close. Yeah, they've only, they haven't lost a game. Uh, two nothing to with Otani pitching was their worst loss in the last uh, five or six nights. So they they'll yeah. play at the Twins after this. And that two, and that that two nothing loss that was a bullpen game. Um, for Bubich's start, and mm. and so they did all right. You know, not bringing up a a replacement for Bubich, but just using relief pitchers in that game, and they still did okay. And they probably, you know, maybe could have done better in that game than they did anyway, because they did not look very good offensively. Here, there's one more thing I want to say though about about like one of the weird things it seems like what the Royals have done recently. They had one game where they won, and they scored some runs. Right against the Angels, they scored I think ten runs in the game. They won eleven to eight. Eleven to eight. That was with a different lineup than they had been using. They shuffled the lineup. They moved Melendez down to like the five spot. They scored eleven runs that game. The very next day, they went back to the old lineup, and they did not score eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and they have since, you know, not used that lineup again. So I don't, I don't, there, there are certain things that like this new group has done that are exactly the same strategies as what Matheny and Yost had used in the past. I'm not sure that the manager has control over the personnel decisions as to who gets played on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, you wonder. Um it's hard to tell because some of the decisions that are made are infuriating still. And again, in the last couple of days, Nicky Lopez has been used as a pinch hitter late. That is very stupid. He should be a defensive replacement at best. I don't know what they're doing. What kind of dirt does he have on somebody in the organization to get (laughs) playing time? That's the only thing that makes sense to me, Mike. What was the I don't know what was the what was the lineup uh, when they when they when they scored eleven? Um, they they had moved um, Melendez down to like the five spot. Okay. And normally he's been hitting like one or two or th- yeah, so usually they, two. They scored ten runs earlier against the uh, Rangers, and Melendez batted lead off that game. Yeah. So I don't maybe that's what they're thinking. You know, just a random thing. But uh, my question was to you was going to be. Um, the Royals, they um, have so this. We think they're going to be six and eighteen. They have after after tonight. If assuming they're six, let's just assume they're six and eighteen, just for this argument's sake. Uh, they have five more games in April. Mm-hmm. Is there is there any chance they're going to have? 10 wins at the end of April? Uh, there'd be a chance. I don't think it's a very likely chance. I think they've got um, their uh, you know, schedule, strength of schedule isn't super hard during these next week anyway. Yeah. So I think this is like the weakest opponents they've had recently. They ha- yeah, they have a long but they, but they both But they, they still have winning records. So it's... Uh, yeah. Um, but not as... You know, strong. So I, I would guess they'll be at nine. I'll say nine wins at the end of the month. What do you? Ooh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I'm gonna say eight maximum. My question yeah. to you is actually going to be, 
Um, so in May they have a almost a they have a four five a ten ten game homestand. Um, <laughs> do they win ten games by the end of that ten game homestand? So so far they're what one in eleven at home, yeah. one in twelve at home. They have then, to win more games at home, right? I mean, they just can't yeah. lose all the games at home. It's just not possible. In, on May 6th, Saturday night, there's the Lorenzo Cain retirement yes. celebration. Do you think they can win 10 games by that point? I think I think they'll have 10 wins by then. Even, even you know, so there has to be some kind of reversion to a mean, right? They just can't lose this many games. It's not, it's not just not possible, is it? Okay, so they'd have to be four and six in those 10 in the 10 games to Lorenzo Cain. Including Lorenzo Kane, so they have to be four. They have to go four and six over the next ten, assuming that they win tonight. Tonight, yeah, they go four and six over the next ten. They could, <laughs> but now that I gave you the numbers, you're a little. You seem a little less uh, enthusiastic. It's like, oh wow, four and six. That's that's much better than they've been. So I could see them going three and seven over the next ten, and that. Yeah, I will say they will be at ten wins. They will get their tenth win. But it had to be before that, not on that day, or was it? I would say on or before. So in either yeah. in honor of Lorenzo or, uh, I will I will say they will get their tenth win, maybe that day actually. <laughs> I'll say I'll take it up to the end if that's if that's what's allowable. I'll say they'll get their tenth okay. win that day. They have five, and then they have five more games after that against. So they play the Orioles, the A's, and the White Sox on the next homestand. Are you are you going to take advantage of the new? Um, what was it the ballpark uh, offer uh, for the Royals since they're so bad uh, for forty dollars a month? You can get into any Royals game as a standing room, and then probably you know find empty seats or whatever. Uh, so that's yeah. What are you? So they have a ten game homestand in May, and then they have uh, six other games. So there are sixteen home games in May. You can get in for two dollars and fifty cents a game. Yeah, uh, if you went to every game, is that something that you would take advantage of? I would say this: if I lived close to the stadium, I would buy that in a heartbeat. But and, I, and I've been a previous uh, partial season ticket holder in the past, uh, but I have since given those up. Uh, yeah, parking is expensive. If it was down, if it was downtown, and I lived downtown, when my office was downtown, I'd go to every single game. If it's in Independence and I live in the Northland and work in Olathe, I'm going <laughs> to very few games. This is not convenient at all for me, and I work a lot, so yeah, it's uh two fifty. Yeah, and so yeah. it would be even, even though that's cheap. Yeah, it's not really cheap because everything there is very expensive and twenty dollars to park. So you'd probably have to go in with a few guys. So like if you had like three or four people that you could carpool with and then you could each say well we're each paying four or five bucks uh, a night to park so it's only seven or eight yeah. bucks to go to the, each game uh without you know souvenir uh without um concessions and, and things like that right i wouldn't buy too many souvenirs but um yeah so but yeah 250 uh for yeah it's so i've always, I've always thought that yeah like one one thing there has to be inexpensive just from like a just to draw people there so either your food, your ticket price, one of those two things has to be very cheap. And you will get more fans at the games. That's all. What about or free what about free parking? Well, would that that seems like it would get a lot of people. And you wouldn't you'd lose a lot of parking revenue, but 
what do you but think? You have people like, there. That's what you I might have like twice just, as every like as of now, like basically everything's expensive, you know, except for this new deal that they have, this this fountain mm-hmm. pass. Um everything's expensive. The ticket's expensive. Even on the resale sites, the tickets are expensive. Like just like to get in the door, it isn't yeah. cheap. And and then parking is like another ticket at least. Mm-hmm. Even if the, if you get a standing room ticket from StubHub, it's more than parking, and parking is like twenty five dollars right now. So, and and, yeah. and it's nothing's and it's all cashless now too. So there's no, um, you like you have to put everything on the card basically there, which is, you know, it is, so, it is but it so takes like, so longer. Um, buying like nachos and stuff is that cashless? Like at the, from the everything's um, there's no cash at the stadium at all. Oh, parking. okay. So even the guys parking, who walk around, tickets, nothing. Yeah, no, even the guys who walk around, around, the beer guys, it's cards. Casual. Yeah, it, they everybody okay. has like the card readers. I yeah. guess that's what I've, I've been to. Say it was somewhat recently. I guess I was, uh, but yeah, that was during. I think the last time I went to the Chiefs game was actually during COVID, technically. So then they had was casual sin. So I guess it's probably casual sin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did go the, to a. The best way to do it is to get the. Uh, you know the crown club seats and then it's already on the t- everything's already covered on the ticket right so nice. the ticket costs like 250 dollars, but all of your food and beverage are included on the ticket price already so does it include alcohol it does <laughs> and it doesn't and the the um alcohol sales don't end in the seventh inning it's eighth inning no it's oh it's, oh, it's that, all the way through in that club it's 30 minutes after the game is over awesome that the bar um, closes. If we go to Kansas City, I'll have to tell MJ about the crown uh, seats because she might um, spring for those for us. Yes. Uh, so you get those. <laughs> you Uber there. You get there as early as you can. You can get all the all the food that's in the stadium is like in in that area, and and you can just like go in and it's like buffet style stuff. What's, there. what's an Uber cost to and from the stadium? I mean, it depends on where you're coming from, I guess, right? Yeah. But you know, you can do less than twenty bucks depending on. If you're if where you are, I guess the, the further away you are, the, you know, the more expensive it's going to be. But you can get a twenty dollar Uber from like downtown to there, and it costs about the same going back, I guess, too. So you, it would be. Yeah. But I mean, the main thing is you're probably not going to. You probably shouldn't be driving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Consumed <laughs> enough alcohol because it's all essentially free. You know, it's like you can put it all. Yeah. It's like the ticket. The ticket was three hundred bucks, but. uh you know, all, everything is included on it, right? So yeah, if I can get to maybe if I can make it to Kansas City this summer with MJ, yeah, uh, like that could be a plan for us. The way to do it. That is the way to do it. She likes fancy my, service. My uh, my <laughs> mind was blown though, and I was like, because I asked the the cause they actually have wait staff at the seats even, so you just like you don't even have to get up, or you can walk inside into the bar and order. So um, that is that is the best. And they're close value. seats too, aren't they? Yeah, it's the like the five rows behind home plate. Yeah, it's those you know those those. Yeah, things. yeah. So you're so on be, TV all the time too. So you gotta be, be on TV. Player. We could be like the uh, the is that fan guy still around? The Marlins fan. Marlins guy, yeah, he's around. Yeah, still. I don't think he comes <laughs> to Kansas City very often, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. Have we exhausted our Royals coverage? For I think week? so. We ended up talking more about the food and beverages at uh, Kaufman. And I guess... <laughs> because it's more worth talking about than the Royals baseball. <laughs> it is. It is. And I guess... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should take advantage of it also because, well, maybe with the down, the new downtown stadium, we might, might not have as much as, uh, you know, too many more opportunities to get something cheap. But 
like you said, it seems like they're raising, maybe they're raising everything in the anticipation of moving downtown. So the the it's not going to seem like a big gouge uh, once that happens. Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, I mean, I think if, I think it becomes a, a better value for people that live downtown. Um, and I, and I think the minimum attendance will be much higher, even if the team's not great. If it's a, a downtown stadium, that's what. I think I it's see that what they're probably looking for. I mean, now that we actually have a population of people that live downtown in Kansas City, which was not the case, you know, 20 years ago at all. Like, nobody lived downtown 20 years ago. No. Yeah, there were, yeah, very, very few. Yeah. But now, but I guess they had a few lofts that were opening in City Market about that time. Yeah. So it's like when Brad Boosfeld probably moved down there, it seems like. <laughs> Probably, yeah. He has been um, there for a while. Is he still? Is he still down there? Is he? I think. So. I think he's got the same place. Yeah, he's been. I know our our, our, our member viewers will be riveted by these uh, stories of people that uh, nobody, uh, <laughs> they may or may not know. I guess maybe if no. viewers know us, they they uh, will probably know. Uh, we don't know. Is he is he taller than you? Oh yeah, yeah. He's like six seven ish, probably. Yeah, yeah, much taller. Yeah, but you could take him. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'd try, Mike. I don't think that's that doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> that's Old probably man. that's probably best for those. Old um, man fights. That's what we're, that's what we're getting down to now. Uh, speaking of old man fights, LeBron James is having uh, a great postseason, despite being called an old man by who? Who was the? perpetrator of this uh, uh dylan brooks dylan brooks yeah who uh he's old uh, he's old that's a, i believe what he said yeah <laughs> it was it wasn't really it was really an odd thing to say anyway but he also he also then said that he likes poking bears do you think that's a good idea mike just in general poking bears not live bears that's for sure i would say no uh dylan brooks is himself not quite as young as i would have guessed he was He's 27. So he's from Canada. Maybe uh, that means something. I'm not sure. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah, I, but he's, I, it, looks like, it looks like the, uh, I think the Lakers are probably going to win their series because LeBron, he's averaging 14 rebounds about every game in playoffs and scoring over 20 usually so 30 sometimes so like he's carrying that team uh and it seems like yeah i think uh maybe the playoffs are a little more wide open because it seems like there might be upsets in both conferences mm-hmm. with uh the the bucks falling apart yeah i guess the celtics also lost tonight so mm-hmm. they're only up three to two yeah uh in their series but it seems like the Sixers are going to take it, and uh, but yeah, it's I don't I don't know um, what, I, yeah I, I'm not sure either. the NBA playoffs it's maybe up more up in the air than we thought going in, less chalky. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah it does seem like you know it, an injury to a star can still have a big impact on on an individual series, right? So with. Uh, um, well, I guess in 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 Memphis too, with uh, John Morant had the hand injury. Yeah, that's true. Then he came back, but still played really well. Uh, 
in in two losses though after dylan brooks um you know poked the bear uh but uh yeah it seems like the Giannis injury has been pretty 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 tough on on milwaukee um but I don't know. I think it's I think it's gone more or less with that one exception of the Bucks done kind of how we expected, I think, right? I mean I think we did think the Lakers were better than normal number seven, so that's probably um, But I mean it's not it's not over yet. And and most most, you know, teams are following the uh you know, the series doesn't start until a road team wins or home team loses, however you want to look at it. Uh-huh. Uh and and you know, most of the series are kind of following somewhat closely to that so far right so like the the ones that are at are at risk you know home team has lost a game already right so yeah do you think um yeah i I just are are there any big uh surprises do you think i guess one thing is uh maybe we thought that the it seems like maybe the suns are heating up uh, in the playoffs, they starting to they're starting to play well against uh play well together. Maybe do you think they have an out? Because you had thought at one point they were going to be the favorite when they got Durant. Do you think they're now yeah. perhaps uh if you know they have a game tonight? They're playing they're losing right now, but it's right not now. over. But I mean, it's only a half. There's a lot of points scored in this game. Oh, 70 61 at the half. The half, yeah. Wow. But um, there was again, there's an injury in the series though that has had kind of a major effect anyway on it. Was is uh, you know, the Clippers are down one of their best player, probably their best player. Kawhi Leonard's not and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's I guess that's a, that's yeah, he's their best player. I would say. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the 70, 70 to sixty one though at the half. That's a pretty high scoring half. So that would be a uh, 140 to 122 uh, at this pace. Yeah. So 200, 262 points. Well, they're pretty over, high. Yeah. It's a high over under. Well, I guess the Clippers scored 40 points in the second quarter. Ooh, yeah. That's how they got, they pulled ahead. Okay. And is that so, and that is without Kawhi, right? He's not in. Is yeah, he? Leonard's not in the box score. Yeah. yeah, he's not even listed as sitting on the bench. Yeah, yeah, I think he's yeah just out. But yeah, so like nobody scored a ton of points. It's pretty it is pretty spread around pretty evenly. Three guys in double figures. Yeah, but like four more guys have at least six points. So. Kawhi's yeah. having a tough series. He's injured, and did you see his sister was um, convicted of murder and sentenced to life without parole just yesterday or the day before? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Did you know? Did you heard about that before? Or? I had, I, I, it, it rings a bell now, but I hadn't really thought about thought about it much. So yeah, it's that's got to be, um, yeah, tough time for the Leonard's. Yeah, jeez. And I don't. Do you know the story back behind uh, Kawhi Leonard's sister's murder charge? I read something just recently about it, but I don't. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, really. It was like a. She like I think the way that I'd read, I think 
she maybe killed someone in like a home she, invasion or something. She murdered this old man, Afaf Assad, at the casino. Oh, oh my God. So like, uh, so Kamisha Williams and this other woman, Candace Townsell, robbed and fatally injured Assad at the Pachanga Resort Casino in Temecula, California, 2019. Williams and Townsell followed Assad into the bathroom. It was a woman, Afaf Assad, broke her skull and robbed her. Wow. And she died. So they beat up this old lady. Wow. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was thinking, well, maybe it was drug related, you can understand, or maybe it was just like uh or accidental or something, you know. Heat of passion type of thing, but yeah. That's hard to I guess you could say they probably didn't mean to murder her, but she's an old lady. Yeah. So, and it was done in the it was done in the commission of a felony, so it's automatically going to be murder, a felony yeah. murder. Um, and so, like, yeah, because uh, so she was convicted of murder, robbery, and elder abuse, uh, which is always a good, nice to include. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yes, so if there are certain fel if there if somebody dies in the commission of a certain type of felony, that's an I've learned this in uh, law school, uh, studying for the bar exam now. Uh, and quote inherently dangerous felony, uh, and you know what the inherent dangerous felonies are by following the Bark rule, B A R R K. Um, it's either so you have um, burglary, uh, arson, yeah, uh, rape, robbery, and kidnapping are the are the so if there are any of those. Um, I always thought it was strange that that robbery and burglary are like kept like as a dividing line between it's different. Yeah, because burglary, well, you also have larceny. That's the third of the yeah. um, theft crimes. So larceny is just the stealing of something. Yeah. Um, robbery is if you steal it from a person, like you rob them of an money. individual. Yeah, you go up to a person to steal money from them. It's an uh, and burglary is when you uh, break and enter into somebody's home with the intent of committing a theft. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so it needs it needs to be a dwelling house or uh, burglary. I think it needs to be a home. It's a bank. So if it's in a bank, I think it's always robbery, um, or maybe larceny. It could be if there's nobody present. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So it's burglary has to be in a in, a, in somebody's usually in somebody's home, or or a part of a like a garage of somebody's but maybe if, maybe if maybe if it's a detached garage it might not be burglary all the time depending on your <laughs> date <laughs> really yeah because it, so like because it, it, it needs to be a quote part of a dwelling uh, yeah and so if it's a detached garage on the property it's not living space so. that might not be somebody living there or i guess you could all say well it depends on how far away uh, from the house, it, it could be too. Probably every state is different, but if it's if it's attached to the house, that's considered part of the house. Part of the house, yeah. and that would be. Um, and um, yeah, so 
that would be this would be robbery. This would probably this would be robbery uh, that she um, did because she did it. She she, she robbed a person. A person. She, did, yeah. she didn't break into that lady's hotel room while they while she was gone. That would be really because a, a hotel room counts as a, a dwelling um, hmm. in um, in most forms of law. Hmm. So you have rights. So like you have. It's you know, something that unfortunately came up in Kansas City with the, the, the with the shooting of that kid, um, Ralph uh, Yarl, Carl, what was his name? I'm sorry, I don't remember. Yarl, but, uh, yeah, Yarl, Y A R L, like uh, you know, like that sort of whole so-called castle doctrine, uh, which is why that guy shot because um, he's an idiot and awful. And uh, but if that had been a hotel room, he could do the same. Usually, the hotel yeah. room is considered to be your um, dwelling uh, for the night. So you have the right to do certain things there, like um, um, like you live your own. But has there been, yeah, so like, well, so we ended up, we ended up going down this kind of awful crime uh, uh, spree. But yeah, it's hard to think of two more um, horrific uh, um, crimes in the, la- <laughs> the last few days uh, than those two. But yeah, so they beat up and killed an old lady. In a casino, I guess she was okay. So that also I get more. So the um, uh, the sister of Kawhi Leonard went into the bathroom while the other lady uh, played lookout outside and also uh, blocked a custodian from entering uh, the bathroom while this uh, while this was happening. This was happening. So that was. Um. Yeah, she was, yeah, some old lady, probably one, maybe at the slot machine or something. I don't know. Maybe. I'm looking her up right now. More details. They both have long rap sheets. Um, and, but, so, anyway, back to Quiet Hunter. Yeah, he's injured and he's got that going on with, it's like, also, like, if, you're, if your brother's like a super high, uh, you know, high-paid NBA player. Why are you doing this? Uh, or I guess yeah. probably she was probably has been like kind of disowned from the family for a while. Probably now, I guess if she has a very long rap sheet and is like is still like robbing people in a casino. Yeah, I would assume, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Wow, yeah. Yeah. it's a, it's an interesting uh, story uh, to say the least. But um, any so <laughs> speaking of uh, oh, so I'm reading about um, Kawhi Leonard's family. So he's the youngest child of the family. Has four sisters. His father was shot and killed in 2008 at a Compton car wash that he owned. There's, uh-huh. They haven't found the murderer, so he is a tragedy in his family. Sure. But, wow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it, 
So the NBA, it's still ongoing. We will see what happens next week. We'll have, I guess, we'll probably have by next week. We'll have uh, some of the conference um, semifinalists. Right. Maybe all of the conference semifinalists potentially. Most of them should be done by then. Yeah. These are game game fives are happening now. So yeah, they should they should be done by the weekend. Yeah. So and then I guess NHL. Uh, we didn't really mention, but. We're not following quite as closely, but uh, it seems like the Bruins are in uh, control of their first round. Yeah, they are. They up are three to one right they're now? up three to one. They're up three to one. Yeah, and then the next game's at home. Although the Panthers did win the game, one game at home, so the, but the at at Boston, but. And they do the two two one 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 format in. Hockey. In the NHL, yeah. I think they do. Yeah, I don't. Do they do that in the finals as well? Or do they just do that in this in the conference because because the idea is traveling is not as far. I think it's. I think they do it through the whole playoffs. Because there's, I think there's a day off between games anyway. So I think they they. It's not like baseball where they play, every day normally. Yeah, the travel day be- introduces a, mm-hmm. you know, a whole a whole day off. The NBA Finals used to do the two two one one one, but then in the I mean, in the in the, in the um, Early regular round. playoffs, but in the finals they did the two three two. I think they still do the two three two um, in the finals, but I don't. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll follow anyway, uh, both we'll of those. Um, but maybe even more something we'll follow even more closely because it's in Kansas City this weekend. Is the National Football League draft? We have some intrigue with uh, added with the Rogers trade. Uh, we never, we also don't know what's going to happen with the first first overall pick. And the seems like quarterbacks are going to go at the top. Do you have any inkling of who is going to be drafted number one overall? Well, I thought be... it was interesting that today um, there was an article that said that uh, Carolina has decided who they are picking, but they did not announce who they are picking so they well well, if you follow that guy on reddit that we uh it's will levis has been telling his um associates and family friends that he is going to be picked and i think uh levis's numbers drop like it was like 40 he went from 40 to one is the number one pick to four to one uh bryce young the uh the pocket uh quarterback uh in the uh, uh, pocket Hercules sense of the term, but he's also a pocket passer uh, because he doesn't run a whole lot. But uh, he was, I think, like one to one to twenty odds, something like that. Yeah, he, he's still the odds-on favorite to be the overall pick, number one pick, right? Yeah, but yeah, but Will Will Levis's numbers have gone dramatically shifted towards the possibility of being the number one pick because of this Reddit post, apparently. Yeah, Levis, I've seen, usually seen as the fourth quarterback probably off the board, maybe even the fifth, because Hendon Hooker has been seen also as a potential first-round pick. But, uh, like, if Levis, I guess, I think Levis is kind of, like Anthony Richardson as well from Florida, they both seem kind of uh, boomer bust prospects with, like, really like uh, great uh, tangible athletic skills. But maybe lacking some of the intangibles, at least so far. Uh, so it's it, yeah. So they're probably like you know Josh Allen types, I would guess, in terms of or Johnny Manziel or you know those those kind of you know people whether he could be uh, 
uh, boom or bust. But I guess they're both bigger and stronger and faster than Mansell. So I guess Mansell is actually the size of Bryce Young. And yeah, who would you who would you pick as your if you had to pick quarterback, or would you um, do, would you trade out of this uh, and try to do something different? Well, I think I think if I if I had to pick of the four quarterbacks, I think I would take um, Richardson. I think from what from what I've seen, the very little I've seen of them, obviously not a scout, and uh, you know from but the little bit that I've seen of them. He seems like he seems like he has the most upside because he's he's a, a bigger guy. It seems like he has a big arm too, so he's very athletic. That's who I would think would be the top pick. But yeah, I think you know it would really depend on which team I'm representing as to who I would yeah. be which, picking in this scenario. Yeah. If you're asking me to fill in the for take over as a GM for which team though, yeah, it's a, maybe a, maybe a different. I think there are too many red flags for. All of these quarterbacks, really, I, I think people are yeah. talking themselves into them. But um, Levis and Richardson both, I think, have most upside. But they neither both of them played in the SEC, and neither of their teams did very well. Right. Yeah, like so, like they were all like five hundred ish kind of teams. Um, Bryce Young had really good team success, but he's on Alabama. Anybody you could plug in would have good team success, and he had more success last year when the team was better and didn't yeah. uh, do as well this year. He basically has a a, a pro offensive line mm-hmm. protecting him then too, yeah. right? So, I I think that Hendon Hooker pick is interesting because well, he's older, but he like we had talked before, he has a similar stat profile to mm. Bryce Young and probably is much better mobile quarterback, much bigger. Uh, he hurt his ACL, so that's the a red flag. But maybe yeah. you wouldn't want to start him right away anyway. So. Yeah, so yeah, if it's I mean if it's a team that has a one year wait period anyway, then he might be he'd be a great pick probably for somebody that you could have him yeah, do a Mahomes type year and wait learn a lot during his first year, but not have any expectation for playing. If that's the scenario that you have, sure, that seems great. Yeah, it seems like maybe like that could be like a Tampa type pick because they have Baker yeah. Mayfield and they probably don't they think okay, Mayfield's a caretaker for this year. Yeah, and something like that, or even like the Rams, I think, or a lot of the some of the teams that are like don't need somebody this year might pick somebody like that. But I guess if you said Hooker, you know, when he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be twenty six by the time he starts, and that's he's yeah. gonna by the time his contract's over, he'll be almost thirty. So you know, that's uh, he's he's missing a lot of years. But I or you, I yeah, I think maybe. I, I, I like what the Bears did when they traded out. I guess you can say they, because they like Justin Fields, but probably also because Fields has been really up and down. So like mm. they could have found somebody that they like better. They would have taken him probably. And it probably just means that they like Fields more than they liked either of the you know two that are expected to be at the top or the maybe the top four or five guys in the in the quarterback draft this year. Yeah. They actually prefer Fields to those options right so that's great for them right they, they can fill yeah. a need somewhere else by moving down a couple slots and, and fields was like the third or fourth quarterback that went in his year um mm-hmm. two years ago two years ago this is his second year starting or second year playing um like trevor i guess it was trevor lawrence trevor lawrence here was number one overall but yeah i would rather have i think trevor lawrence is much more of a can't miss prospect than any of these guys 
Uh, CJ Stroud has had good numbers. But we, uh, before we went on, we also talked about how he apparently did very, very poorly on this uh, aptitude test, uh, the S2 that's uh, been given to replace the Wonderlic, at least in part. Um, and uh, Bryce Young did very, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Levis and Richardson did okay too. Uh, but uh, apparently Stroud didn't really good. Although very it's, it's, hard, it's hard to. Uh, but it seemed like he got like 12 out of 100 and. Uh, it was eighteen percent is what the eighteen oh eighteen percent eighteen. I mean, what what does that even mean though? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure what that. Young got like ninety nine, where ninety eight percent or something. So like, it's a lot. I don't like. It seemed like very. It seemed kind of very video gamey uh, when they were talking about it. Yeah. So maybe it's something it's like, kind of like percentages though. I don't understand yeah. what. I mean, are there like a hundred scenarios and they they tell if they if they if they did you know correct or incorrect? That seems pretty strange. It'd be. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, no answer basically for each. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the test is at all. I don't. Know. Yeah, but it said I saw it was done like on a video game type yeah. machine. So like I wonder is is that something that though would would you know something like Kyler Murray would do extremely extremely well on because he because he loves to all he does is love to play video games and he doesn't really focus on on quarterbacking and so does that skew the results in a um because is it the same type of I don't know. It's everybody's trying to find something that that can uh, mm. differentiate these players, but I don't. So who knows what's going to happen? Uh, Mel Kiper, I think, at one point had uh, Young, and I think McShay had Stroud. I think it's gravitated towards Young, and then now there's the dark horse of of Levis, number one. But I I, I kind of like that Richardson idea too. He also is um, he's got an athletic profile or. Like waiting and seeing which one drops, and like which one drops, whose stock drops, and just grab them later mm-hmm. is what I would try to do because I guess maybe they really like one of them. But like, even if you, I'd say if you really like Bryce Young, he's going to get hurt. And we've seen, I think, the little guys like Kyler Murray gets hurt all the time, Tua gets hurt all the time. Um, and yeah, it's and yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't, I don't send a like. Uh, the quarterbacks in this draft, but one yeah. position group I do like in this in this draft uh, is the tight end position group. Yeah, seems like there's a lot of good ones, and I think possibly the Chiefs might take a tight end in the first round if they keep their first round pick, or maybe they drop back. Um, that is my sleeper uh, because I think most of the time it seems like the Chiefs have been picking linemen or um, wide receivers ends. or defensive ends. Or, yeah. Uh, offensive linemen, defensive linemen of some sort, or um, wide receivers mm-hmm. uh, in these mock drafts. But my, I, I don't know. I think because the Chiefs have gotten a lot of – they picked up lots of receivers, which seems like something you wouldn't try to do early if you didn't think that was – you're comfortable yeah. with it to me. Well, I don't if know, they, if that... they've identified some people that they expect to go somewhere in the middle of the draft, they seem like they would wait. right? Like yeah. the, They don't need to overvalue somebody that – they're not positive about, I guess, right? For I've also heard running back is a bit of Chiefs uh, draft position. They've, uh, they've been known Robinson. to draft late in the first round running backs, right? Well, they got Clyde Edwards still there. Uh, they that, that was has been sort of a bust, I guess you could say. Um, although there has had times done some flashes nice of being a very, very you know excellent, serviceable back at least at the very least, right? But if he, you know, they pick. Picked uh, Jonathan Taylor instead of Edwards Lair, that would I think the Chiefs would be even better off. Um, although uh, Taylor has been like Edwards Lair injured uh, quite a bit, mm. but uh, there's Jameer um, Gibbs 
and uh, from Alabama, who's supposed to be like either an Alvin Kamara or a Jamal Charles type. And then there's Saquon Barkley-esque Bijan Robinson. Uh, so they think both of those running backs might also go in the first round, which is uh, uh, something to look at. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't think anybody really does. And we should, uh, yeah, I don't know if Mel Kuyper or Tom McShay or any of the other draft pundits know a whole lot better. They might get more inside information like before the first pick comes up, like who's going to be the first pick. Yeah. Well, that, that's like a, I mean, that's just like an Adam Schefter type of uh, reporter situation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so if you like, what do you think? If you took, say, Kuiper's picks, do you think he'll get half of them right? What's good? What's good for a mock draft to be correct? Yeah, it's hard to say because you you could but they like could say actually correct because you know in these like McShay and Kuiper they've they've sort of predicted trades even too. I think you need because if you, if if you don't get the top ten right or or majority of those you're you're screwed because everything's going to be messed up. So I think uh, somebody has to get I would say more than half of the top ten. Maybe at least six of the top ten, and then we're, maybe we're in like worse than weatherman odds now, though already, already. Yeah, but you can say there's a lot of trades and things like that, and you never know. Like if people are going to trade up, that's something that's you can't predict. So like, I would say six, but you could say well maybe everybody will know at least six. You want to do seven, seven out of the top ten? Is that a? Well, how about out of the every out of the first round? Say, I would say. Do you think if, half? If you think they it has to half? Be Fifteen. There's only thirty-one that, team, thirty-one this year. Yeah, so I mean, if they get if you get half, fifteen or sixteen. Well, okay, so even one less than half. You think either of them will get it? Fifteen of the thirty-one, correct? No, I would be surprised if any of them got higher than twelve. I, I would say twelve is probably the ceiling. Yeah, but I don't know. We should pay. We should. We could. We could. We could uh, mark our scorecards next year yeah and if you want to if, if you want to do our own mock draft before if you want to write down what you think the first 31 picks are going to be yeah uh, we don't have to do it right now but we could maybe we could think of it before uh we could write down before thursday sure and let's do it do the, and do the honor system and uh say how many we got right well we, we can share it we just take us just take a picture of it like write them down and take a picture of it and then we'll That's we'll true. text it to each other on draft morning Okay. Or we could eat maybe even an hour ahead or something before the first round. Yeah, just the, the, the day of the draft before okay. before the first pick. And it's Thursday, right? Okay, Thursday. I have a final on Thursday, so it might have to be after that. But I think it'll be done by then. Okay, so I'll try to I put it on. next to a screenshot of your of your like uh, you know computer that says that it's a, the time before the draft is starting. <laughs> you know. It's a way a way to prove that you did it before the draft. Yeah. Okay. So it starts eight p.m. Eastern, so seven central. Oh, does it start that late? Okay. So, okay. Know. I just looked it up. Yeah. So by that point, also probably there will be rumors even before eight. There will be rumors who the um, or do the uh, Panthers mm-hmm. will pick by that point. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll get that one right at least. But yeah, maybe so we'll do it before before the draft. 
Yeah. We will. Um, so we'll run through it. And I guess we could predict any trades if you wanted. I might like for like, it's kind of like the NCAA bracket. You would probably not want to predict too many trades just because you never, you, yeah. you, know, you predict a trade, it's going to be wrong. Right. And more or less, it's, yeah, I don't know. So that's my, okay. So we'll do maybe, that. Maybe the, maybe the question that we should be asking each other right now is, uh, what position do you think the Chiefs will draft in the first round? And and then do you think there's any – what are the chances that they'll try to move up in the first round to make a big splashy pick because they're – you know, Kansas City is hosting the draft? What do you think those yeah. – So I think uh, – I, I think the Chiefs – so I'm, I'm kind of going like, – like, like what I kind of hinted, I don't think it's necessarily going to be an offensive lineman or defensive lineman or a wide receiver. Of those three, I would say defensive line would be the most likely because mm. I think the Chiefs seem like they're okay with Lucas Niang, and it seems like they're okay with the wide receivers. I think maybe they'd want another defensive end if it all right. But it seems like there are lots of those guys that are available this year, so maybe it doesn't really matter. Um, so I'm my my guess is I, I think I feel like tight end or running back are the two really? positions that I think are number well, one. Or, number. or do you think they'll try to move up in some other way but still keep that first round pick that they have? But move up from in some other way, a different trade, moving up from the second round into the upper or middle of the first round. Ooh, they'd have to really give up a lot because their second round pick is at the is at the end of the first round. So they right. probably, I could probably see not. them. Yeah. I could see them maybe moving up in the first one to twenty five or something, or and then maybe how, also how moving... high do you think they'd be willing to go? Twenty. I don't think lower than twenty. Yeah. So that, that's uh, the splashiest possibility is what you think. I don't think – I think they're just as likely to trade out even though uh, they like – because I think I think those positions that they like are not going to be picked up as quickly. So they could probably trade back and still get a good tight end because I think tight end uh, is very good. I think I showed you that um, uh, the guy from uh, uh, Georgia, uh, Darnell uh, Washington, mm. uh, who's like LeBron James but playing uh, tight end. He's that right. big, and and so like they could get him at thirty-one easily, or maybe even after. Uh, there's a couple other tight ends that are ranked higher than him. So or running backs, like they could probably get the second of Bajan Robinson or uh, Jameer Gibbs. Whichever one slides, I think. So maybe they're just going to stay put. I I would say only if like there's like one guy that they think is really good that. Drops to like McDuffie territory, like 20, 21, 22. Yeah. I can see them actually picking a corner again because uh, they think that Snead's going to leave and they don't have, maybe they like their yeah, guys, but they see them as more rotation pieces. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? Do you have a, an inkling? I, I still kind of think they're, it's going to be offensive or defensive line, and I don't think they'll move up. I think it's what they'll, I think they'll stay put. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they'll probably stay put too, um, or back, even though they they have the first they they have the first round and you want the, the people there they want to do it. But yeah. like if you're thirty, have a hard time thinking they they drop out of the first round. But if you're picking thirty first and you still you make an announcement they're going to trade back, it's still like you're doing something and yeah. the crowd hears about it. I guess they and they would also might be disappointed, but they would say, "Oh, we'll come back next year. We'll get more picks. We'll come back next tomorrow. We'll get more picks." Yeah. Um, but I don't. I'd, I'd be surprised if they move out of the first round, but and I really don't think they're going to move up that far because I think I think 
it makes it it'd be nice if they could move like way up, but I don't think they want to trade enough to get to do that. Yeah, they have they have ten they have ten draft picks, but yeah, a lot of them are lower rounds, and usually they get up in the first round cost a lot. Um, but my my favorite question that I've been wait, waiting to ask about the NFL draft of this season, Mike, do you expect to see Green Bay moving up? to pick an even worse quarterback <laughs> to start the next controversy by drafting Jordan Love's replacement. I, I see it actually as repeating. If they do draft a quarterback, it'll repeat the um, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers situation where they probably weren't going to draft a quarterback. And then um, Aaron Rodgers just slipped, just kept going down and down the board because yeah. Alex Smith got the number one pick. They thought either Rodgers or Smith. And then none of the teams, I guess, wanted a quarterback. Uh, and then it was like twenty something, I think. Green Bay yeah. was. I could see maybe the, I could see maybe the Packers moving back a little bit, and then drafting a quarterback. Like if like Levis slips or Richardson or Hooker, any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Stroud even. I think you know, they, 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 they like could Stroud. trade back with the pick their pick back to the Jets. Because <laughs> then you know the Jets draft now two behind them. I think what would be funnier is if the Jets draft a quarterback uh, at fifteen. At fifteen, because uh, that, that would piss off uh, Rogers and Zach Wilson and uh, <laughs> legions of Jets fans because it would be hilarious. Because you only think, well, you can say, well, we only think uh, Rogers is going to stick around another year or two, and, yeah, probably, yeah. and we think Wilson sucks, so we need a quarterback. <laughs> That would be the funniest to me. Um, I think even funnier than Green Bay one because his love hasn't become personality enough to know whether it gets on his nerves or yeah. what's going to happen with him. Because like Favre, we all knew who he was, and then we all knew Rogers, but loves the yeah. cipher so far. He's not the established quarterback, so it's not as insulting to him if they pick somebody. Yeah. But it'll be a Trey. It's a, it's another Trey Lance kind of situation, I guess, sort of that way. Yeah. Um, or like they draft like a, or they draft like a guy in the mid rounds, like Bailey Zappi or Purdy or something. And become, he becomes the the fan favorite over. Right. That's that's always fun. That yeah, I mean I, that that could be fairly likely though. That would be a possibility, right? But the moving up, the moving up to draft somebody just to piss off <laughs> <laughs> Love or Aaron Rodgers is hilarious, though, right? I mean, I think that would be uh, the ultimate heel move and i would i would enjoy it it would really add a lot of excitement to the draft i think and because the jets always boo uh, isn't the jets fans always boo whoever the draft pick is i think so know? yeah um so <laughs> it would be something like that and there might be like it's not in madison square garden anymore but there's probably going to be some jets people there. yeah i mean there, there will be yeah some kind of contingency from every team i think there yeah so and they have they have built a, a big like structure in front of uh the uh Union Station downtown. So it's uh it is gonna be quite an event. I think it's taken several weeks, I guess, to build on to the front. You know, what they what they've got set up to like, protect from whatever weather might happen the day yeah. of the draft. So will they move it possibly inside? Well, uh, so so now I think now it is inside that they've built this big thing off oh, I see, of it. I see. so it's so it is like you know at least partially covered um so there's like a big open room essentially 
um, that's at least shielded on top and sides from whatever weather might happen. Because before it was just, you know, wide open. There's like a stage they built, but there's nothing over the top of it, right? Yeah. And now now, now it has like a, a covering that, that goes quite a ways out to bring a lot of it inside, right? Mm, I see. Yeah. So it is. It, you going... it, it seems as though it was quite an effort to, to get this, you know, set up the way they wanted it. Do they know what the weather's going to be like on Saturday? Or Thursday through Saturday? I think it's supposed to be not so great. <laughs> so we'll we'll have to see what actually but happens. Thursday, Thursday it looks like rain. 70% chance, according to my phone anyway. Yeah. And then Friday, Saturday, actually decent. Yeah. But not, not like hot. But not, yeah. The temperatures have been very cool in Kansas City the last several weeks even. So it's... It got up to the 80s here... A week or two ago and then it's been cool since yeah and weird um well, the, uh, my my weather app only says 20 percent chance of rain for thursday but high of 65 okay mine says high of 61 mine's in low 48 that's not that's not so bad but it's not it's definitely not very warm there's 70 percent chance of rain so. yeah at least that's what uh yeah. well, my, mine is probably still in olathe though so it's <laughs> maybe, maybe the difference between Olathe and uh, downtown KC is that much. Yeah. And you remember the the big scoring of the uh, first half of the uh, Clippers Suns game. Uh huh. The Suns put up fifty points in the third quarter, and it's now one eleven to ninety four at the end of the third. Oh my goodness! That's a final score number. They only <laughs> played three quarters. Anyway, on that note, I, I, I guess I've been flustered by this uh, <laughs> potential conflagration, uh, which is uh, similar to the potential conflagration uh, that the warning track power hour is uh, uh, starting with its uh, trenchant analysis and hard-hitting insights. You know, it's sure to be the uh, you know hottest uh, po- uh, podcast out there. And uh, because it is so, uh, we will uh, quit while the uh, we will quit while the iron is hot, if that if that's an expression. And <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Usually strike, but uh, we will strike most of this uh, rambling uh, from the, the the broadcast, and uh, we'll leave that uh, to the uh, expertise of of uh, Dr. Andrew Scaff who uh, is uh, always with us and always does a great job at uh, these sorts of things. And on that note, we should we should really wrap this up because this is really going off the rails. I am Dr. Michael Orman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Trek Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our shambles of a, <laughs> a podcast slash YouTube channel slash thing that we do. And uh, until we, uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, we'll have the uh, news from the draft. We'll see how right we were, and how right or wrong the uh, national media pundits uh, were. We will also see if the Royals are approaching their goal of winning ten games before 
Lorenzo Cain's uh, retirement. See how that goes. We'll see how the NBA and NHL playoffs turn out. And of course, the draft uh, result. Uh, and, and we'll see you know, who the Chiefs have drafted and all that stuff uh, as well. So uh, until then, uh, we bid you good day. <laughs>